AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Engineer Al here. I need the help of the Fighting Cock Hotspur Army. I am on a mission to get Russell Brand, who has 8.5 million followers, to retweet my hashtag Thunderfall campaign video. You can make this happen. Join me on Twitter at EngineerAl88. Retweet my posts concerning this matter. I thank you. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cock Podcast. I'm your host, Flav, and I'm joined by Bardi, Felonius and Ricky. We kick off with an announcement for the fanzine. We review the glorious whole game. Windy drops the knowledge. Partisan and Everton are barely previewed. Spooky in a crime thriller. Kane in your toilet. Shopping with Judas. And glorious, glorious goals. Episode 17 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Good evening. Hello. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good. Ecstasy. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah, good. We've got Ricky. Hello there. Flown is filth. Good evening, listeners. And Bardi. Hello. I'm Flav. Uh, let's start, actually, let's start with Ricky <laughs> before we get onto football matters. <laughs> You, you had uh, you, you looked after your kids as a good father should do. Yeah, I had a bit of an up and down weekend. Yeah, and up and up and down with the missus, not in the good sense either. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, early Sunday morning, I'd fallen asleep on the sofa, and I rolled over, and my missus come out. She come, she come back from a Hindu, and uh, I was like, "You're right." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm alright. I'm just I don't feel too." <laughs> <laughs> And I looked at her and I was like, what are you doing? Her, her, her face is between her hands. Just being sick on the living room floor, on the carpet. And I was like, for fuck's sake, man. And I was like, seriously, right? I was, I was like, right, I'll get you some water and then I'll get you a bottle. <laughs> I was like, again, man. I was like, fucking, what's the matter with you? I was like, fucking chill out. Was it red like, wine? I, I don't know what it was. I think it was cocktails. Oh. Um... So I went and got her some water and got her a bowl and I came back into the front room. She's laying on the sofa with a blanket on her. She looked at me, she says, can you deal with it? I was like, I just grabbed her. I was like, you fucking what? And she's like, I can't, I can't do this. And I was like, all right, all right fair enough, fair enough. Right, I'll, I'll deal with it. So I cleaned all the sick up and, and everything was all right. Left her to it, went to bed, woke up in the morning She's like, don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> like, please don't tell anyone. Like, this is really bad. And I was like, no, 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 I won't. Because, like, you know, I, I use it in the bank for, like, one of those times where I roll in at six in the morning and I'm fucking dead. And uh, and then, like, first thing in the morning, she gets, she got the needle with me about something. What's going on the podcast? Like? <laughs> Did you tell her? No, no, this is it. The mum's going to hear about this. Because you're a pretty good, like, helpful man tips, how did you clean it up? Well, what I've technique got, did you use? I've got loads of... Uh, <laughs> down one here, because I've got loads of baby wipes and scraped. Oh, <laughs> God. And then plopped it into the bowl, and then uh, afterwards I got, like, some soapy water and give it a good scrub. 
So it doesn't smell. No, it still does smell. I, I keep, say. I keep, I keep getting little. Uh, you should use some of it. shaking back or something. I should use some shaking back. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't be too harsh on that. No, I, I can't because you know the amount of times that I've like I've not I've not openly just sat there and just been so open. Just been, oh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be sick on our front room floor. You know, <laughs> to fucking have it, do what I want. Uh, but yeah, you know I've uh, I've been in some bad states, but um, to kind of get me, I, I wasn't. The thing is, as well, right? <laughs> the thing that the thing that fucks me off about this is that like I was really calm and all right about, it. and like you, you know what shit like this happens, man. You have a good time, it goes too far. We've all been there. Fuck it. Um, so I laid off her in the morning. If that was me, I'd be living at my mum's for a week. <laughs> Our relationship would be on the rocks. I'd be like, fucking, we'd be able to see the kids or something. <laughs> they weren't even there. They didn't see nothing. <laughs> fucking idiots. You should have brought them down and said, look at your mother. Yeah. <laughs> look what's become of her. Yeah, exactly. Look what I've done to her. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. She'd done it to herself. Well, she, uh, yeah, I, mean, like, uh, I love your missus to bits and uh, I'll defend her to help, but being sick. <laughs> <laughs> Our front room carpet. <laughs> Might as well fucking chuck the toys in there as well. <laughs> That's amazing. D, uh, you went out yesterday. I did, you yes. You had a, a day out at Hull. Yeah, nice day out. Lovely city. Lovely the f- place. The first thing you said on the morning was that you was going to pace yourself. Yeah, um, I, think, <laughs> I think the FBA has really scarred me. And I said, I'm going to drink sensibly. You know, um, but I stayed awake. Um, <laughs> I did leave my coat on the train. Oh, did-, <laughs> did you really? No, no, so I, did, I didn't. Oh. No, so I didn't leave my coat on the train, so I remembered everything. Um, yeah, it was fine. I was just um, drinking from about, probably from about half ten to about maybe eight at night. Yeah, Good lad. As you do. Barney, we're not going to ask you to uh, go over what was said at the FBAs. But no, the thing is, I need to defend myself a little bit because I, I listened to every single podcast that was nominated up against us. And they were really fucking shit. And I let the alcohol and the whole kind of day get to me. And <laughs> I, I, I feel I still feel really bad about it. People at work were asking me how did it go. My girlfriend asked me how was it, and I, I feel still feel a little bit ashamed about what I did. Oh, I, told silly. I kind of half told her. I didn't tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't tell her. I, I like. Picked up my jacket. And I always just, like, remember the, uh, the 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 wise words of Frank Patcham from Dream Team. Oh yeah, uh, he used to he used to say, "Play the game, not the occasion." But I think the occasion got to you, Bard. <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I, I, I still I, well, fuck it. I don't feel bad at all. But do you want to uh, apologize? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to apologize to members of the Fighting Cock for making a scene. No, you didn't make a scene. Oh, yeah, it was the fun, Good the, scene. One of the funniest scenes I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I was asleep. I didn't even see any of this. <laughs> Absolute scenes. Um, yeah, I've got nothing. I can't beat any of those stories, so uh, I'm going to say nothing at all. But um, what we do have a bit of an announcement in that the pre-orders for Fanzine Free are going to be launched this week. So the reason why we're doing it early, still a bit of work to do on the Fanzine, but not a great deal, is that we want to get these out before Christmas. So if you want to buy your your dad or your brother or your sister or your mum even uh, buy a nice <laughs> Christmas present, this this one. The artwork in this is, is absolutely special, especially the, uh, the the story we have about Ledley King. Um, it's an amazing article. It's written by to Trunk, and uh, the artwork for it equals every word he's written. It's just fantastic. Okay. So if you want to um, you want to pre-order the fanzine, it's the fighting cock f- uh, forward slash shop. 
uh, do that. And it's uh, it's, a, it's basically how we fund ourselves, basically. So if um, if you feel like you enjoy the podcast and you want to give something back, we don't want to just ask for your money. We want to give you something in return, and that's what the fanzine's about, really. And I, although I've been obviously heavily involved in it, it is a fantastic piece of work. Bardi, you wrote something for it. Yeah, it's great. And um, Holy Ink... Um put out the, the print of Gaza which I guess is going to be the front cover uh, uh, yeah it's definitely in there I'm not sure if it's the front cover of the, uh, of the fanzine but it's, it's what the main illustration for your article about Gascoigne yeah. you mean my, my article's not the front cover anymore uh, no no, there, there has is, it been bumped no no no, no. has it been bumped for <laughs> no it is the, the front cover is Gascoigne but uh, it isn't necessarily Holy Inks one Okay. Thanks for putting me in a really difficult situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there will be stickers as well for the pre-orders. So anyone who pre-orders it will get stickers. Um, And let's quickly do Partizan as well. The block sold out. Actually, most of the stadium is sold much better than Astaras. And you can kind of expect it because Partizan's a a bigger name. It's our last home game. (coughs) Whatever. Last home game in the Europa League in the group stages. That's right. And then we've got Besiktas away. So we need to be one of those two. But we'll come on to that in the second half. Let's move on to yesterday's game. Yesterday. Um, it's difficult when you go to the game to, to understand or, or appreciate what goes on the pitch because it's half of the enjoyment. The other half is being with your fellow fans and singing songs about Spurs. But well, yeah. What was your takings from the game? How did you, how did you feel about it all? Well, I don't really remember the, the, <laughs> inti- the, in- the intimate details of the game. You know, I mean, there's things that I've read on Twitter after that I... Could, I mean, some people are saying we were fortunate to win and whatnot, but I think the, I thought the fans were amazing yesterday. And I met some good friends and we sang, sang our hearts, especially in the second half. And it sounded loud on telly. Yeah, I mean, I can I can imagine so. And um, yeah, and with the goal going in when it did, it's what third time now that's happened, and it's just mm. just, just brilliant. Yeah, it's incredible. Do you think we do need a, a man sent off to win football games these days? It's, it certainly helps, but even. Even before the man got sent off, Livermore scored this wonder goal and then we were, we were wobbling after that goal and they had a couple of chances. But other than that like kind of 10-minute spell where they scored and Loris made a few saves and Ben Arthur missed a good chance, I thought we were kind of pretty much in control. I think the, uh, the opening few, well, not opening few minutes, but quite a few, few minutes, they got the goal first of all and then Brady had a shot and Loris saved it very well. Um, ben Arthur, he had a glorious chance to, to put them two up. I think if, it had gone, if they would have gone two 0 up, I, I think the game would have been out of our reach to win it. Mm. But then after that, we started to get our foot in the game, um, and we started to kind of uh, create more chances. And with with their player being sent off and then being down to ten men, we, you know. It was a siege on their goal, really. But even before the, they scored their goal, Soldado worked themselves in good space, and there was something promising about the way Soldado, Lamella, and um, Ericsson were working. Even though this was Ericsson in a more advanced position, but we just had that little wobble. But then the second half, it seemed we the moment Dembele came out, Ericsson dropped a little bit deeper. We seemed to have a little bit more structure to our game. We had twenty-three shots to their ten. I mean, you know, we yeah. were laying siege, as Ricky said, to, to their goal, and. Um, Simon also pointed out that we were creating the chances that you know clinical strikers normally thrive on. We always complain about the service that the strikers get. And yesterday there was a lot of good crosses going in, there's just no one there to put the finishing touch on it. 
I mean, um, I don't know if anyone watched the Crystal Palace Liverpool game, but there's a big difference between where Liverpool are at the moment and where we are. Liverpool had one shot on target and they scored from it, but then they didn't create anything else. We may be a little bit in crisis, but we're still creating chances and creating opportunities for ourselves. There is, there's a lot of talk in, in the press about players not really understanding what Pochettino wants to do and how, he, how his system should be played and the fact that his system, as we saw it at Southampton, has been abandoned somewhat. Um, but does a team with no self-belief and no fight in it come from behind, away from home, even with 10 men... Yeah. Uh, against ten men, sorry, uh, it didn't strike me as a, a as a, a group of players that didn't believe in what what was going on. I mean, they may be confused by what they've been asked to do, but it, they, we had all, all our players on that pitch seemed to want to play for Spurs and, and want, it was willing to fight for the cause. I think there's a lot to be said that um, Kabul didn't play. No reasons have been officially put out as yet. Adebayor, I think, was injured, so he didn't play. And there seemed to be a bit more of a togetherness. I mean, the players didn't, the heads didn't really drop. In the first half, we were, we were under the cost for at least half hour, 40 minutes, and we still kept going. So, um, I mean, as you said, I don't think they're in crisis at all. And maybe there are a few bad eggs in there who need to need some time on the bench. For me, I, I don't think it's a, a point that, um, that people aren't buying into Potch's philosophy or the way he wants them to play. I think it's more of a kind of they're a bit confused of, of where they should be playing when they've got the ball and when they haven't got the ball. Um, and they're being asked to do, you know, multiple jobs when they haven't, haven't got the ball. So it's just kind of like, I know it's it's early days at the moment still, um, and, you know, we're only like mid-November and it takes, it does take a while for, for these things to bed in properly and see a pattern. But I mean... Um, with the kind of we've been playing a four two three one and then against Hull it was like a four one three two. I don't know. It was different, but um, but we, the point I'm going to make is with AVB that there was there was kind of a bit of confusion about how he wanted them to play. It's quite similar. And they didn't understand. And apparently, the players didn't understand phases in play mm. uh, when he referred to it. And I don't know. I don't think Potch is re- referring to things as f- phases, but I think he's asking them to do multiple jobs where they're a bit kind of like, "Well, I'm an attacking midfielder. That's, I just attack. That's all I do." Mm. But no, you need to cover. You need to press. You need to get into these areas to win the ball back. But it's kind of a bit like, "But where do I do that? Yeah. When do I do it?" They're on fries and the one shake, but. But what Ricky said is right. Um, this is all a side. Right. <laughs> this is a side effect of having a new manager. We've we've been saying from the start it's going to take time. So if the players are confused at the, at the moment, then it's um, then it's, it's probably the right thing. They're just going to need time to sort themselves out and find their positions. And if certain players are unable to adapt to it, then then it's about time we we back a manager. We've been backing our players for too long and they've been underperforming. So if Dembele, if Adebayor, if Kabul, if they're unable to follow the orders, then fuck it. We've given eno- we've sacked enough managers to so start sacking some players. I, do you think there's very? I don't think there's many people that want him out or, or, or think that he should go. Um, it's quite to someone who did. Yeah, no, I know. There, there's a couple of people on Twitter. So it's isolated. Yeah, it is isolated. It should remain that way because. If we sack a manager after 12 games, then we are, or, or uh, even 20 games, given the fact that it's not awful, it's not brilliant, but by the player's own admission that there's work to be done, 
and if that understanding comes, we can actually eventually get to where Pochettino wants us to be and we all want us to be. Our, our performance is kind of on par with everybody in the Premier League apart from Man City and um, Southampton. Chelsea, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Chelsea and um, Southampton, maybe Man City a little bit. But we're on par with everybody else. No one is pulling away. No, You can see how tight the table is. We're 10th and we're two points off fourth. Mm. That's, that's where we are at the moment. Yeah, page one of CFAX, man. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, 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 all that's ever necessary are we 10th? Yeah. yeah top off mate top off top off football club now <laughs> green <laughs> um, yeah so I mean look, uh, what I was about to say was that it, if, you, if we sacked him now it would be the biggest joke it, it would yeah. be it would be I, it, I couldn't conceive that ever happening and I, I think if you really want Pochettino to, to be sacked then I think your understanding of the game is probably um, not where I would consider mine to be. Uh, well, I don't think it's understanding of the game. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, pe- people just want to see a rhythm, a pattern. They, w- they want something tangible to say, this is what we are doing. And at the moment, it's a bit kind of like, we're going out there and against Villa... Stoke, um, Hull. Yeah. Th- you know, we're starting very, very slowly. And then at half time, we're making these changes where it's kind of like we should have been ready and we shouldn't have had yeah. to make those changes. I-, I should say that I didn't say mine to be like mine superior to it, my opinion of football superior <laughs> to anybody else's. No, that's what I-, I was trying to cover you, but then I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think <laughs> of what. I just thought, no, let's let him die. No, no. Let's let him go. What, what I meant was that he's I, better than you. Yeah, that I uh, I understand what my what what I think is um, shrewd football uh, sense. It is to give managers time and allow them to get their opinions across to players. That uh, as it, as clearly is the case with Pochettino. Give him time to allow his uh, his ideas to be to filtered into the squad and get rid of players that ain't going to work. And until that happens, you can't get rid of him. And and that's I think a sensible way to f- to, to to look at football. Yeah. But I think um, going going in history, in history, I don't think anyone would be would be amazed if we sat Pochettino. And that's a sad thing, really. Is, I mean, I think when we lost to Stoke, I was actually really worried for that. And I really thought, you know what? This could go. This this could go either way. Here, you know, yeah. we've got an international break and we're not playing well, and it's just um, it's almost in our DNA as Spurs fans to to half expect a manager's going to get the sack. But that's what we have to do. We have to change. We have to change this kind of perpetual fucking sacking managers and well, blaming the manager. It has to be broken. Isn't yeah, it? we have to. We, it has to be broken. So give him time. Sack the players. Don't sack the manager. There's something deeply wrong with the way for, uh, Tottenham has, has functioned. Even, even when we've done brilliantly, it's, it's not just Tottenham that gets, has a habit of sacking managers. It, it's a kind of almost a culture throughout Europe where yeah. they'll just get rid of managers as soon as they as soon as they're not performing. But if you, what I'm saying is, if you want to develop a new type of uh, a new idea and a new ways for for Tottenham to be, then it has to start probably at the fan, within the fan base and not calling for the head of a manager who's been there twelve games. But unfortunately, the fan base are ruled by the performances on the pitch. Yeah. That's, that's, that's another thing you would, would never be able to break. I mean, the worrying thing for me, I mean, we talked about Paul Mitchell last week. I just feel like um, we're just trying to replicate, we're just, we're just trying to replicate what made Southampton successful. And 
I'd rather us just have an idea of our own, whereby other than trying to just replicate what another team has done, because I'd, I can't think of any success stories where you stripped a team off their staff. I mean, Liverpool stripped Southampton, and where, where are they? They're about where we are, or a bit lower. But that shows the genius of Pochettino, that he was able to... Because at the moment, you look at Lallana, Lovren and Lambert, and they're, they're pony. So maybe these are players that bought into Pochettino, and they, they, they are shit. You can see how they're playing at the moment. So we, do, we need to just get these players that believe in Pochettino. Tell you what, though, Arsenal lose and Spurs win. I mean, you don't get much better than that in a fucking weekend, do you? I mean, when Arsenal lost, people are saying on Twitter, oh, I'm not going to laugh until they fucking lose. Oh, Fuck that. God, no. We could have lost 25 nil yesterday, and I still have laughed my head off. I'll laugh two out. shots on, <laughs> what, one shot on target, two nil. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny shit, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that it is. Does anyone get. Because uh, I've kind of. It's a, it's a case of self-preservation, and I never uh, dig out Arsenal fans too much. I do on Twitter because it's easy um, to wind them up. But like with my the people I do know are Arsenal fans. I don't give them any stick. I don't even. Do I gave them stick. Yeah, every time. That's a, <laughs> as much as I possibly yeah. can. Like every, every time, like I know Arsenal have lost or something like that. And I've got a WhatsApp group, and there's a couple of gooners in there. Every time, dip straight in there, and yeah. I'm like, oh, like really sorry, lads, but. Uh, uh, something's come up and uh, I, I couldn't watch the game and I, I've got no internet or something can someone tell me what the score is please because I know Arsenal are playing and I know United <laughs> have got no defence and it's a home tie and you should def- definitely have won but I just want to know how much you've won by and they're like you're a fucking prick if you're WhatsApping us you've obviously got internet connection <laughs> I have gained dicks <laughs> You give it as well. Do you I mind? give it completely. I even said to them, look, even if Spurs lose, it doesn't matter because we kind of, well, the majority of us understand exactly where we are. We know where they, they still have this belief that they're title contenders, and they're not. This will probably be the first season we finish above Arsenal and we don't end up in the Champions League. Stop, stop saying Christ, this stuff. No, stop no, saying no, this stuff. I don't, I don't give a fuck about finishing the Champions League. If no. we finish above Arsenal, that would be enough. It. But it won't happen because it never happens to us. Good no, things don't happen to us. Happen. What happened to this red wine? Did, did someone throw? Oh, what was it? Someone threw red wine over the bench, over the United bench. Oh, yeah. fucking, oh, that sums them up completely. Red wine. Red wine. Oh, yeah. but, they, firstly, you're not allowed to drink in front of a fucking football pitch. Yeah. Apparently, if you're, maybe it was club level. I don't know. Maybe they flung it down from the middle tier or something. Yeah. I don't know. But throwing red wine. A naughty, a naughty drop of Shiraz. <laughs> middle class rage. <laughs> and a good, a, ni- uh, a nice Merlot. <laughs> I went to um, Colombia against USA last week for the international friendly and there was no police on there and everybody was smuggling drinks. It was probably after 1882 the greatest experience I've had at football. Yeah? No police. That's what they should do for all the games now. Just fuck it. Just let, let you do it. I think we always... Uh, uh, the assumption that over-policing creates problems yep. is something that people, most people accept now. Yeah. Like, uh, just leave us alone. Let's do what we no, want. No police yeah. there. Not one bit of trouble. Everybody had a really good time. Is it Columbia versus who? USA. Is that you got a historic rivalry? No, a little bit, I suppose. I yeah. suppose you've got the... That's the, the, Escobar the drug, died, isn't it? Yeah, the Escobar yeah. thing and the... The fact that Colombia feeds uh, USA's drug habit. Yeah. So I suppose there could have been some beef, <laughs> but there wasn't any. There, wasn't, the great there wasn't enough Americans. So. <laughs> and, and if that beef manifested in Fulham on a, on a Wednesday night, in, <laughs> Friday night, <laughs> Friday night uh, then that would be a bit odd, but it would have been good to see. <laughs> it would have been good to see. <laughs> we'd have all enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> Mason had a, a, another good game, and I think he's quickly becoming... Um, a player that I love to see play for Spurs. Not necessarily because he's an amazingly gifted footballer, although he is very good, and I think he's more than worthy of his place in the team, but I like the spite 
and the niggling and 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 the fact is that his challenge before the selling off, which we're going to come on to next, was what kind of created the the anger in um, Gaston or Ramirez or whatever you want to call him. What I quite like about Mason is he hasn't had everything like given to him on a silver platter. He, he, it, yeah. he wasn't this 18-year-old wonder kid that just got a, a big contract. He's had to work, he's had to do his time in the lower leagues. And you can see that kind of... Um, you, you can see that in his personality. And in, in his uh, match of the day two comments, he was just like, I'm not a boy, I'm a 23-year-old man, and I really like that kind yeah, of humbleness yeah, yeah. about him. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing was, he was a bit of a wonder kid, but then he got these injuries. And the fact is... Reinvented his game because he was behind the front man. He scored, as I said, he scored 28 goals in one season. He was meant to be the next big thing, and he got all these injuries. And I never, I really didn't think he's gonna gonna claw it back. And the fact that Pochettino shows so much faith in him, I reckon he, he may one day be captain. Uh, what I like is you got Mason, you got Kane, even Townsend, players that have actually worked to get where they are, and um, they are Tottenham. They're Tottenham guys, and um, when you see them play, when you see them speak, you actually feel like they they're, they're a fan as well. Mason has paid the cost to be the boss. There you go. <laughs> he's got there. He's got. He's twenty three years old, and that's that at that, that age, players who have come through the youth team do not break into the first team. It no, doesn't happen. No. Nah. I, I I doubt it. I, I, it probably hasn't happened. Previously in the uh, Premier League era, uh, I can't not, think of a single not, player. Not of a, not of a player that's whose team was already in the Premier League. It's happened of teams that have come out of come out of the Championship into the Premier League. Before, yeah, yeah. But then but you you might expect that because they they they, they can, come up with the Lallana Lambert Lambert especially the, yeah. um, who was the Grant Holt people that like that. But for a player to come through at the age of twenty three in, in a established Premier League team, it doesn't happen. And it probably says something thing. about Spurs, take, um, you know, keeping the faith during those long injury yeah. periods and, and realizing they have a, a special player. I think another kind of example of that would be that. Um, well, obviously, the the opposite of that would be that uh, Terry Dixon, who they thought was going to be the, yeah. the Rooney of uh, Tottenham Hotspur. But he did fuck up his knee really. He had bad. a really really bad injury, and it was never going to work. But I, I just love it. I love I love seeing you've seen players come through. I love the fact that Kane's. Doing what he's doing, you know, eleven goals. Eleven. Fuck me. Has he outscored Welbeck? Tell me he's outscored Welbeck. Someone tell me he has. Must have. Yeah. Well, has he? Welbeck has got three in the Champions League. I think he's got one or two in the Premier League. Well, that's it. That's yeah. it. He's fucking shit. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Have you, have <laughs> that you, prick. That prick. You know? Uh, did you see that they use the the <laughs> Arsenal official yeah. Twitter page? Yeah. Use that guy. Yeah. Like the cunts that use that. That's bad enough. Yeah. But people that are trained in social media. Yeah. Actually, they're just all they got to do is placate those cunts. The haven't funny they? thing is, is, is the replies to it. Even Arsenal fans say, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you Stop doing this? this? We're not." Why like, did they do? 16, 16 year old called Welbs, that that guy, that guy. Yeah. You just called him Welbs. Is that what they called him? Oh, Welbs, that oh, guy. That's why there was a thread on um, the forum. Someone asking to change their username. <laughs> yeah. I was completely in the dark. But they're, okay, they're, okay, they're, their entire Arsenal assuming that their entire uh, fan base is sixteen-year-old inner-city kids. Because that 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 must be the only. I mean, there aren't shirt buying uh, supporters using that terminology. It's just you know what the problem is. It's uh, a, a company, and, and Spurs would probably do the same if it meant that they they felt that they could sell T-shirts. And it's a company trying to fit in with monikers and, and nicknames that have been given by the fans, and that's what's irritating, and that's what's so embarrassing about it. If I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be fucking. Actually, they probably loved it. No, they're not. Yeah. Well, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd jump off a very... No, actually, I wouldn't. Cracked, I wouldn't. A, a cracked I wouldn't. open another bottle of red wine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, did you, you, you so you, at the game uh, T you, you saw the um, actually before we do this dude for Tongan sending off what, what was your opinion of that I, I thought I didn't like how they handled it on match of the day too they were making him out to be the villain in the piece when yeah. he was on his kicks he didn't exactly roll around I mean, we saw, well, we saw James Tompkins for example roll around and clutch his face and he got a shove in the chest that was perfect that was yeah. absolutely perfect I don't think Vertonghen is anywhere close to that level Vertonghen like someone <laughs> Someone had turned round while his back was to him and kicked him in the back of his leg, and and he went down. He didn't go round clutching his his knee, tapping out on the floor, screaming or anything like that. He just done what anyone would do if you get booted in the back of the leg. But it wasn't even and a boot. It, it was uh, like a Street Fighter leg sweep, Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Well, yeah, like right but behind he, the, the uh, joint if he, with the studs as well. So in any, like any, if you're a footballer and you feel that. I, I, I think he went. I think he was a bit theatric. You can't. If he doesn't see him, then he, he went down easily. Yeah, but, uh, but I wouldn't say it was theatrical. I, I, I don't think that he needed to go down. I, I felt that the fact that he did go down made the red red card his happen. His standing probably. leg. It, it, yeah, he brought it to the back of his knee and the standing leg. You can't stand from that. But no one can. The thing is, Torres. I mean, um, do you remember when Torres scratched Vertonghen's face? Yes. Yeah. Torres, uh, Vertonghen stood up to it. He didn't fall over. He's not that kind of player, is he? <coughs> but Don't then, say I, then, that. then, but is then I also remember yeah, yeah. the Dnipro. I also then remember was it him who got, who yeah, got yeah, the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. the Dnipro? He's that kind of player. But, he, but yesterday he fell over. He got it was a leg sweep kind of like wrestling move where they twisted him yeah. and pulled him down. Yeah. But he didn't roll around. He got he fell down, but then he got straight back up. Uh, the main thing about Vertonghen's challenge is I don't give a living fuck that's what I've True. got to say I don't care man he was unprofessional I, I don't care who Gaston Ramirez was unprofessional petulancy it's your fault mate you shouldn't have fucking done it it is, it is his fault now, drink thought, your milk and fuck off I, 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 I <laughs> thought the sending off was a bit harsh fuck that I, I thought, over, I, I thought Vertonga overreacted a little bit but I, the, the, the fact is is that he Vertonga didn't instigate any of this he walked past him he even tapped him on the boot to say you're right, mate. That kind of thing, and then Ramirez reacted, and that was what I thought. Was, you know what I mean? He's he's being nice to you, mate. You're quiet. Sh- you're much shitter than him. All I'm hearing is nice. all I'm hearing is Flav Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> I like a bit of Gaston. <laughs> I like a bit of Gaston in my forward line. Oh, um, God, um, what does it? Yeah, but Steve Bruce is having a massive gut for Tongan. He's that's a prick. No, that's no, right. No, and he, and Have a pancake and sit down, you mug. <laughs> and he didn't even talk about the Livermore challenge on Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was fucking horrible. <laughs> he should have gone. He should have gone. Hull were in a position where they could have closed yeah, the game Yeah, he fucking should have gone as well. Reckless. Bastard. Hull were reckless, completely and utterly reckless. They threw away. He, he, he should have definitely gone for that. Second yellow. Oh, yeah, without doubt. And I think the referee knew that he may have made a mistake. with the, This is what which I'm getting at. He might have made a mistake. He might have been a little bit excessive on sending off uh, Ramirez. But he, he should have sent off Livermore then. He should have. He should yeah. have sent off Livermore. But it was wor- it was a ten times worse than what Ramirez did. And the other thing, to, uh, actually, you're talking about this point because I want to move on to the, that, the non-celebration. We'll talk about something else actually. The non-celebration of Livermore. I don't like that. I don't know. You're, you're playing for your new team. Fucking rip your shirt off and jump in the Spurs fans. That's what I. Was. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the only on the pitch, man. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just <laughs> 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 run, running the Spurs fans. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, <laughs> apparently, Michael Dawson has some very nice words to say in his interview yeah, after, he did. after uh, the match. Do you know what? My, when, I, when I heard what, what he said, my heart just yeah. skipped a beat. What would you I take with Dawson? Is Fazio better or Dawson? Is it hard to tell? I, I had this argument yesterday. People say we should never have sold him. And I said, of course right, we, we fucking should. Why? 
because he just, I just think his time had gone. I think he needs yeah. to be playing every week, yeah. and at Harley's doing that. I agree completely with T. Um, I don't, I'm not saying Fazio is any better, but I think in the future we'll see Vertonghen and Dyer at centre back, and we need we needed to get and the money was good as well for a 30 year old who's always on his ass. It was all right. He's he, just likable and lovable, isn't he? That, and and, it, and it, yeah, exactly. And he he looked really. He says some really nice things. But unfortunately, you can't always let sentimentality play. Exactly, I was about to say, sometimes sentiment has to be put aside yeah. and you do the, what's best for the football. Was, was there a testimonial rumoured for him in a THST meeting? He only did nine and a half years. Still, man. But with the rules are ten years. <laughs> he, can't, he didn't play ten years, he doesn't get a sentiment. I'd love him to, I'd go to it. I'd rather go to that than Aaron Lennon, but... The rules are ten years. You can't change the rules. That's Fuck what it, they Alan are. Alan Lennon's yeah. getting a testimonial. Well, he ain't had one. He's been there about fucking Fuck. seventeen it's years. Year, I think next year. I think. Well, Lennon. Yeah. I'm not sure if he will get one. I think everyone knows that no one will turn up. <laughs> I wouldn't turn up. Um, they should just do a joint one. No one else. Yeah, the, yeah, the rules are ten years. You can't. You know, don't fuck about with tradition. I don't think that's a real rule. It's, what? It's not real. Everyone knows it's ten years. Tony Hibbert of Everton, of all players, got one because he'd done ten years. Elio Osman. Yeah, it's Leon Osman, Yeah, no one yeah. turned up for that one either. That would be an Aaron Lennon, but that is a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> they can just hold it like Stevenage or something. Don't need to put it on White Hart Lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the levy out kind of banner uh, that, that came out. T, what, what was it like inside the ground? Well, we were a goal down, and um, I think the game was a bit stretched. And, you know, I had a few people saying, you know, we want Levy out, we want Levy out. And um, there go. <laughs> we want Levy out, so we want Levy out. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> we well, want a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no effort in there at all, too. We want Levy out. Our voices in what, is what it normally is. But, um, yeah, so the chant, the, the chant starts, and, um, and you know, some people are getting a bit annoyed because they're saying, well, get behind the team. This isn't really productive. And then um, a couple of blokes walk down with the, with the Levy out banner, hold it up, and then they face it back to the fans, and then. The what, charts continue. What was the reaction when the, the banner got turned around to the fans? Um, I don't know, really. Was it 50-50? Um, I, mean, I, I can only judge by where I stood, because it was in my block where mm-hmm. the charts were taking place. I think it was a case of, well, now for fuck's sake, we're losing here. You know, get behind a team. <laughs> get, me, get behind a team. And, um, and, yeah, so the chant started again, and then, you know, a couple of fights broke out, man. So it's fighting. <laughs> it's Ricky Pigeon. He is. Um, what are you doing? I need a piss, man. <laughs> well, go for a way, it's no, fine. No, we're talking. All right. Don't so bounce up and down, it's distracting. He's yeah, got so much respect. It hurts. What, what, so what, what, would you say that it's growing the, the, the Enoch out kind of, levy out kind of um, movement? It's, it's, a minor, it's a minority, but um, as I said, I'm, I'm on the fence because I don't, obviously during a game, and the game's on Sky, it's the best place to really get get the thoughts out there. Mm. But we were, we were a goal down, you know, get, you know, maybe they should have got behind the team. But we'll see at Everton, because, you know, there's rumours that might might be um, another banner for that for that game. I spoke to uh, Amanda at the Football Supporters Federation, and she, I asked her, like, what, you know, you know, because basically when this stuff happens, stewards are instructed to take uh, any anti-establishment or anti... At Arsenal, they, they, they show the steward getting rid, the, um, getting rid of the um, Venga out thing. <laughs> Do you know what? If, if, if I was inside a White Lane and I was holding up a sign and a steward tried to remove that from me, I would lose it. I, I literally would lose my shit completely. Please start slapping them. I, I, w- I probably would throw punches. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm putting this and it's downloaded by a lot of people. I, the, the thought of a steward... Telling me that I can't protest. I'm not saying I would. I wouldn't. I, I'm not in the position or at a stage now where I would hold up a banner of le- levy out. 
but the thought of a steward, an employee of the football club, might even not be not be a fan of Tottenham telling me what I can and can't do inside that ground. I would lose my shit. I promise. Don't everyone and never give me a sign to hold up. <laughs> never give me a sign to hold up because that, that well, I saw that the steward going up to that geezer yeah, and he yeah. said um, whatever it was, Arsenal in Rustin. Enough is enough. Think about. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I don't agree with him. I think you know, they give give when you're a bit more time. <laughs> Allow him to fuck, <laughs> to run that shit into the ground, yeah. but the, the, do you know? Do you get what I'm, where I'm getting at? The yeah. idea that the steward could do that. I mean, yeah. and, they, and they've been instructed to. But you know, it's very, very nineteen eighty four, isn't it? Yeah, it's like. But and, 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 sorry, getting back to the point that what I started this with is that Amanda um, told me that it's it's what I thought I knew anyhow. Was that it's a private company on private exactly. ground, and they would never allow. A demonstration against on their own ground against yeah. the the establishment that exists. Um, so that's what that's about. There's no rule against it. You, well, we have yeah. no right. As it's like it's, it's like Dave Feeling, isn't it? You know, he owns a club he hires who he wants. <laughs> Ricky was reading out some of the quotes from Dave Whelan in the pub, and I hadn't read the interview, and it was unbelievable. I hadn't read the interview, and I and I, I just seen some stuff that were flying about, and I was like, didn't really take any notice of it. But then when I read it, a quote for quite a thought, there's got to be spelling mistakes. There's got to be some kind of mistake, some sort of context. And so I grab more papers and flick through them. Now nah, it's definitely what he said. But the thing Jesus is, Christ! Getting away from Wigan and going back to the Levy Out Banner. They need to, something needs to, if you if you've got a real kind of like dislike of Levy and what's going on, you need to do something more than wave a, a tablecloth around with some paint written on it. They they if they they want to protest, they want to do something, do something more than that. All right, if you are of that inclination, um, contact Enoch underscore out on Twitter. They're planning some sort of protest soon, I think. So if you, if, if that's something you want to get involved in, contact them and uh, they'll let you know when and where they're meeting. I think some flyers are being drawn up, and that for me, is, for me as well. Like uh, I, I would say, pick your moments. Yeah, I, I'd say dip before the game, out outside the gates, yeah. or whatever. After the game, outside the gates. Yeah. <laughs> Not really a lot where you can do this. Really, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Just get outside the gates. <laughs> I mean, what do you're saying is way, yeah. during the time. Of yeah, when, d- d- when you're there to s- support the team, uh, support the team, and then yeah. when the final whistle goes, then if you want to do. Whatever you want, dirty protest. Yeah, yeah. protest and stand. <laughs> someone do that. If, if, if someone's willing to do a dirty protest on themselves in the park lane, I'll get behind Chocolate them. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen train spotting when when he shits in the in the bed sheets? Do that with Levy up, brother. Take a shit. Don't fart over. Does it have to go on the pitch or go or go That would be good. But um, but no, I mean the the point I was gonna the point I was gonna make is that if the Levy Art chant takes off, it's not really gonna help us win. And I just think you need to pick your moments. All right, that's it from the first half of the Fighting Cock Web's website, the Fighting Cock (laughs) Podcast. Uh, We got Wendy now. Wendy. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players, Lewis Holtby played 66 minutes in Hamburg's 2-0 win over Werder Bremen. He came off at 0-0. Tom Carroll played 67 minutes in Swansea's 2-1 defeat to Man City. His only misplaced pass of the entire match led to Yaya Toure's winner. Ryan Fredericks was a 70th minute sub in Middlesbrough's 1-0 draw at Wigan. Milos Velkovic wasn't involved though. 
Grant Hall wasn't involved for Birmingham this week. Alex Pritchard played the full game for Brentford in their 2-1 win over Fulham. Shaq Coulthurst was an unused sub for Southend. Jordan Archer kept a clean sheet as Northampton Town beat Stevenage 1-0. And Thomas Lagamelt was an unused sub for Bari in Serie B. The under-18s came back from 1-0 down to beat Southampton 2-1 at the training centre. Shane Harrison came off the bench to equalise and then scored a winner in the 89th minute. At Dickie Dares on Twitter has asked me about Sai Goddard. He's a 17-year-old Japanese attacking midfielder who qualifies for Japan through his mother. He's represented them at under-16 level and sees his international future with them. He's a scheming midfield player and I suppose Alex Pritchard's probably a valid comparison due to their size. At the moment, though, it's difficult to tell which level he'll play at, but I think it's fair to say that he's got to add consistency to his game to stand out at under-18 level. This week we saw Dominic Ball on the bench. Ball is a 19-year-old centre-back who was first called up to the England under-20s in September and has made five appearances at that level now, having defected from the Irish setup where he, pe- he appeared at under-15, 16, 17, 19 and 21 level. Ball was at Watford as a schoolboy and joined Spurs at 14 in 2010, and he's really improved in the last six months, playing well at centre-back for our under-21s this season. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. It's the second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. Welcome back, gentlemen. And he said, welcome, gentlemen. I, I was, so was going to say you should turn that off, but it's a bit late now. Turn what up? It's making noise, isn't uh, it? What is the, the light? Do you know what? I forget every time there's a light in the shop where we record. The shop that's uh, just yesterday voted one of the top 50 vintage clothes shops in the whole of England. That's oh, really good. Whole of England? Whole of England, Fucking baby. Woo! So come down and buy some shit, because we need you to buy more shit. It's not shit, it's quality garments. Vintage stuff. Um, yeah, uh, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Calm. 12 men a day commit suicide. Actually, it's the biggest killer of all men under 50. Um, it's thought that it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have a helpline open from 5pm until midnight. The number is 0808. <laughs> 8025858. Uh, they also have a web chat open from 5 pm till midnight each day of the week as well. You can visit their website, which is thecalmzone.net, and their Twitter handle is at thecalmzone. They do a lot of amazing work, and we're yeah, proud to be connected to them. Talk to people, talk to someone, talk to anyone, just get it out there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> Good job, Wendy. Wendy, always. I'm, I'm, I miss Wendy this week. I was in a hotel for um, for work, and um, it was strange waking up and not seeing a, a skinny young man in a in a, in a face mask, in a iPad. What do you call what do you call those things? Sleep mask. Waking up and not seeing a skinny young man in a sleep in a sleep mask. I so, cannot believe he wears a sleep mask. Wait, well, yeah. Actually, I can believe. Well, it. everyone knows now. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the FBAs, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, we had three hotel rooms booked. And uh, our, our hotel room, me, me Case and uh, Engineer Al, so it's a little bit dubious what went on in that room. Um, I like Salem Blow. <laughs> I love Salem Blow. <laughs> uh, but you, you had uh, you had this room with Windy, and, and it, it was like a sanctuary. It was, wasn't it, it was like Switzerland. It was brilliant. <laughs> I, I just knew that as soon as I went into that room, everything would be all right. Okay, uh, let's move on to... Well, let's do Partizan first. It's in 1882, and obviously none of us know anything about Partizan. Um, there's been no single famous uh, footballer I can think of who's played for them. All I know is that Partizan Belgrade and 
who are they? Who, Red Star. Red Star. Yeah. Yeah. That, that there was this horrible, horrible story of uh, the two firms meeting up. They arranged to meet in a graveyard, which is weird enough. But um, somehow the lead boy uh, from Partizan Belgrade got hold of the lead boy of Red Star Belgrade, uh, and just bummed him basically. Get out, no way. That is true, and that I mean I don't get that. I don't, I don't get. Uh, I mean I get it. It's a, like it is about power, but I don't think like, <laughs> it's just something. It's look, and what I'm saying is that those fans are a different gravy to to, to, to what we're used to, and, and mine I like Bisto, but that's some sort of fucked up radioactive shit. It's, well, that's Asda or. <laughs> Well, they're bottom of the table, by the way. So, bottom of uh, what table? The, <laughs> the Europa <laughs> fucking league right. table, man. Right, right, right. Group fucking C. We've got to get one win out of the two games. Yeah, that's all we need, yeah. We the need. last game's a dead rubber if we win. Yeah, so both, both Besiktas and Spurs are going through if we beat Partizan at home. You'd, yeah. And you'd expect us to do that? Should do, yeah. I mean, we seem to do well in the Cups. We're unbeaten in the Cups so far. So, trip to... Where's the final? Does anyone Warsaw. know? Oh, fuck that then. That'd be well, great. No offence, but... That'd be great. Poland is awesome. But great country. So you spent some time there? Yeah, yeah, I did. Enjoy it? <laughs> um, yeah, it was awesome. I, I missed, <laughs> I missed um, Underhill, so I can stay in um, Lesno in Poland, which is, you know... <laughs> Lesno. Paul King, friend of, friend of the podcast, he's, he's, he's Polish, isn't he? Yeah. Half Polish. What yeah. does he say about... Uh, his name Warsaw? is actually Pavel, not Paul. Oh, no, he... We've anglicised his name. Oh, OK. I'm probably upset about that, but yeah. Let's deal with that, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, so it's the final kind of 1882, obviously the final home game in Europe. Um, I, I, found, I saw a stat today, um, I think it's called My Football Stat uh, Facts yeah. on, on Twitter. We've only lost six home games in Europe since Tottenham ever, ever yeah. began. Wow. The first one, what was the first one? Was it Getafe? Was it? Getafe. Getafe, all right. So really? Okay. That was under Martin Yol. That was when yeah. the game Yol got sacked? Yeah. Yes. Jesus. Levy's fault. Yeah. We lost that game. Actual Bad factuals, time. man. Actual factuals. So, the lot, I mean, we've played a lot of European football in the last sort of seven or eight years. Yes. But that's an incredible statistic. Oh, yeah. We scored like fucking 700 goals. Really? I didn't know that. Well, no, that's about 200. <laughs> <laughs> no, 700. 700. 700. It's got 700. Conceded three. But it's really important we keep winning games because it all comes down to the UEFA coefficient. So if we do get back into the Champions League, it's really important that we keep collecting these points. So then we might, well, actually, next they're going to get rid of the seedings, aren't they? But it'd be important whether we're not, whether we're in the second. I just like winning games. Part. I like winning games. Yeah. What's the yeah. UEFA coefficient? It's, uh, <laughs> Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, are you going to explain the, the, this weird system? Well, basically, every team in Europe is ranked according to how they perform in Europe. So when it comes to like a drawing system. You get you get pot one, pot two, or pot three, which and they're what, getting and they're getting rid of the seeding. Which is so, why top, do you remember Tottenham seeded so with, with such difficult teams? They had Werder Bremen, yeah, Milan, yeah, yeah, champions, yeah, and it was and number twenty, was it twenty? Yeah, yeah. And that's, champions. that's the reason why um, Man-, Man City keep getting fucked up, even though they keep winning the league and in, in the, they keep winning. So the what's Premier Arsenal's league. excuse? No, well, because they're not going to have it no more. They're, they're not going to be seeded. Yeah, anymore. after next season, Champions League, only the league winners are yeah. top seeds. So they're just going to be the shit little mug club that we know them to be. <laughs> well, they won't be in Champions League anyway, so. That's a good point. Good point, well made, Dirty. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you, you can't think of anything other than a Tottenham win, really. I was just going to reminisce about, you know, Dnipro and some of the great 
1882. Um, was, was that the Tom Van Heeren one? Didn't it you was. Play? Yes, it was, yeah. yeah and um, I just remember the sending off just completely changed the game. I mean, it's, a, it's a really great atmosphere. One of the most memorable ones, I'd say. A sending off changing the game for us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? fuck? <laughs> Never happened. Was that under... Was it Sherwood? Yeah, it yes. Was, uh, so we, uh, we, we were 1-0 down, weren't we, and going out? Yeah, yep. Cole Plianka was, was running us ragged for a game and a half and then Norton put him in his pocket and that's it. As he does. See, I'm, I'm a bit like T, we missed out on the Underhill thing. So for me, my favourite 80-82 experience was the, was the Denny Pro game. It was incredible. Actually, there's been some fantastic ones this year. Even the Arsenal at home uh, yeah, that in was the under-21s, that was yeah. fantastic. Um, but it's, it's been a good year, actually, for, for, for the movement. And I heard, actually, from someone on Twitter told me that they were having a conversation with, um, is it Tony Galvin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... Uh, he'd heard of 1882 and he'd, he'd noticed the increase in atmosphere during Europa League games and it, I mean we know Pete, you can't ignore it you can't, you can't accept that the, or, or assume that it doesn't exist when 1882 there especially at a game in Europa League but to hear it from an ex-Spurs player and, and for him to know what we're doing and they also talked about it on TalkSport the other day. Yeah, <laughs> 1884. <laughs> Bunch yeah. of bastards. The 1884 movement. What the fuck? What does that mean? Does what it, is 1884? All you got to know is when Spurs were birthed. It weren't even like we created it. What is 1884? Nothing happened in 1884. Yeah. We've been playing for 24 months. That's what had been happening in 1884. Nothing. You know, you know what? Though also this year the, the drummers returned. It came back for Asteras, and Asteras yep. is obviously famous for the Rabona. And yep. it was also famous for, you know, North London is blue and white chant, which yeah. you know, is fucking Amazing awesome. Time. Will remain a staple of 1882 forevermore. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it for the... What, who else did we do? Sharif as well, that was pretty big. Was that this year? I think it... No, it, no, it was group it. stages, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it, so it was the year before. Yeah, so we, had, so we had Anzi as well in the group stages. That was last year. Yeah. Maribor. That was last year. That was Just naming shit like you, Just naming shit. But I think um, what's happened this year is um, a lot of the youth games are being neglected. A lot of them are in Stevenage, really. So well, there's only there's only been one. There's been one game at White Hart Lane in the youth in the Under Twenty One Premier League. Was that Southampton? Yeah, yeah, it was Southampton. Yeah, that was, and there's going to be one more against Liverpool next year. Um, the thing is with the Under Twenty Ones, they're really difficult to get people up for. Yeah. I mean, it, you can understand it. I mean, I wish it was different. I wish that people would kind of buy into the love the shirt in inverted commas uh, philosophy of just supporting whoever it is. But I can understand why they don't. And it's when we play Arsenal is when we can really kind of push something special. And if they weren't so fucking shit last year and get relegated, then we wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have to not be able to do this. And but also the success of eight in eighty two has kind of like um, limited the the effect and the the draw of the under twenty one games. Because we're doing so many like um, first-team games now, it, the under-21 games, they're not as special, even though they should be. They're not, because you can still go... You can actually go and watch the first team and have a, yeah. have a good night. So, I mean, I don't know how Spurs are doing the under-21s. The last time I checked, we were in the relegation zones. We just... We, we avoided relegation last year by one win, I think. So, um, do you know what? It doesn't really matter where we finish. As if we get to play them scum... Bastards once at least that's all that matters. Windy needs to do some league tables because all we hear is like the results. I, I don't know where we are to be honest. Tell him where are Send we? Him a message. Windy, do some do where? some league tables. Where, where are we? What is this? There's nothing now. There's nothing now. Stop. What is it now? Stop living on your Harry Kane and Mason glory and like actually tell us something. Tell us something we want to know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of sick and tired of hearing about the players out on loan. <laughs> don't care about them. 
apart from Lewis Altby. I'd love to see him back at Spurs. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, why not? Oh, With that song. Lewis Altby. <laughs> anyway, we've got uh, Evan. Yeah. Um, anyway, actually, you know what? I, I don't really give a shit about previewing the game. I just want to talk about um, Barkley. Ross Barkley's dive. I haven't seen it. Bale got that. Bale got... What do you you call it? Lambasted. He got drawn and quartered. Hung, drawn and quartered. Was it? Hung, drawn and quartered. Hung, drawn and quartered, quartered, Bale got for doing something similar. The dive was ridiculous. And to see it from a young English player, you wouldn't really expect it to be done. I mean, I know know that's a bit of a cliche, but you don't see it. He's a football man. He's not that kind of guy. But I I think Trunk said this on on Twitter. He said um, the diving game has been... Growing into has been creeping up on the English game, but the, to be honest with you, diving has been it's been there for 15, 20 years in the English game. Owen against Argentina in two thousand two, that was a blatant dive. Mm. Beckham Beckham tried to dive in two thousand two as well. In D- one in one season, Francis Lee won thirteen penalties by exactly, diving. Exactly, there you go. Is that it's, true? Yeah, yeah. This is but not not all of them by diving. I remember Nicky Nicky Barmy going over easily. Yeah. I don't know any of these things that you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're educating people today. Uh, okay. We're trying to. Do you not remember Nicky Barmby going flying through the air in the parenting books? No, no, I don't do remember. Do you remember Nicky Barmby playing? Yeah, of course I do. I remember him scoring a header from outside the box when he Wimbledon. Stood. That was awesome. Yeah, oh, that goal was amazing against Wimbledon. That's 3 2. We won that game. And it was a header from outside the box. And it went in like a shot, like a yeah. volley. It was fucking beautiful. Nicky Barmby. Still mugged us off and joined Barrio, didn't he? <laughs> That's how you always do. Um, yeah, so what, what do you what do you think about Everton at home? It's not a game after Europa League, but they've got to play Europa League as well. Yeah, um, you know. So that's about uh, who's less shit? Uh, on uh, we destroy them so I can mug off Tony Bailey on Twitter. I, won't, I probably won't do that, but still. Um, it's been a while since Everton have beaten us at, um, at White Hartley. I'm trying to remember the last time. Oh, why are you doing this? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just about to go, we, we always get done by Everton. Actually. No, 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 I think, I no, no, I think it might have been the Ramos run when um, Stubbs, Alan Stubbs got a goal. Oh, Stubbsy. Big Alan Stubbs. Big Stubbsy. Yeah, <laughs> last of the great centre-backs. <laughs> yeah, no. Everton are struggling at the moment. Well, they're not... They're above us. Well, well, what I mean is they're struggling to like keep up with their expectation levels. They've spent a shitload of money. They made Lukaku um, a permanent deal. They signed who else? They Etu. Etu. They signed someone else. They're two good they? signings, to be fair. I, I, I loved uh, Lukaku. I love him to bits. I think he'd be amazing. Exactly what we need. Um, or like, Benteke. Or Boney. Boney. He's just, just classy. Just, he's nice goal. Beautiful goal. Beautiful touch. Scored more goals finish. in the Premier League than any other player in the last 12 months. Really? really? Yeah, 17 he's got. Harry Kane will change that next season anyway. Harry Kane's going to outscore everyone. Love with the stats. Yeah, I saw it on Match of the Day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> just come back into my head. It's like, yes, I've got something good to say. Um... Is that it? It's always, is that our preview for Everton? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? Who are Everton? They're weird little toffee makers. Stealing our songs. Clue. Stealing our songs. Shit little club in Liverpool. Next okay. to another shit club in Liverpool. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. What's, the, what's, your, what's your predictions? I think we will win 2-1 after going to goal down and maybe subs at half-time. Because that's just what happens. Oh, we'll win 2-1 yeah right. we got a, this game we got we got to get out of the fucking traps early man 1-0 mm. down <laughs> <laughs> and win 2-1 like T said 
We'll win 3 0. He'll switch formations. He'll 3 0? Fucking hell. He'll play 3 in the middle instead of 4 2 3 1, which I've been. I, me and Windy, we had like on the train home from Manchester, we had a big, deep conversation about tactics. We need to play 3 in the middle with Ericsson at the kind of point of those three and then three guys up front. And as long as we play 3 in the middle, we'll beat him 3 0. Rick, what did we say on our train home? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a word was uttered. <laughs> literally just sitting there. I kept looking across the Mickey going. He's nearly Milton Keynes, mate. We're nearly at Milton Keynes. Just <laughs> keep alive. What's the calm zone number again? <laughs> <laughs> the, the key is Mason has been getting overrun. He's been playing really well, but he's by himself. When he's alongside Dembele or he's alongside Kapu, he's got no support there. So we need to play three. Another guy, maybe, fuck it, maybe even Bentaleb alongside him. And then Ericsson just as the three. All right, good. <laughs> well done. Well tactics. Done. I was trying to bring tactics. I no, no, you're doing the wrong thing. What was your prediction? Uh, um, three, three, four nil Spurs. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, I think I'll bring my tactics notepad next time. You need to. Uh, Bardi, thank you for doing that, seriously, because uh, obviously we, <laughs> we're supposed to be previewing these games. <laughs> and, um, none I'm of trying, us, Wendy, I'm trying real hard. None man. of us prepare. At all. We're going to do exactly the same thing as as we it's as, pointless, as, isn't it? as we've always done. <laughs> the thing is, is no one, no one wants to hear us talk about this shit. We don't know. No one who listens to this podcast true. knows. This is going to be a disjointed, a disjointed uh, <laughs> game. Four two three one. Our wingbacks are going to push far too far too up because they they don't have the discipline. Our wingers are going to come central because they don't have the discipline to stay out wide. And then we're just going to get done on the counter attack. It's going to be like three players against two, and then Vatonga's going to going to be all at sea <laughs> and then we're going to go goal down and then Everton's going to get a player sent off yeah. and then we'll fucking come in on our eye horses innit yeah, who would you play at right back Ricky who would I play at the moment because I thought Carice was the ball do you know what I, 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 I'm such a fucking helmet because I saw Kirikish against Hull and I thought he played a right let's get him a right back he's going to go a right back and he's going to have a fucking mare and I'll only- be like what Ricky, you're not the only one. Everyone I've seen on Twitter has been saying, give him a go. Give him a go. Sam it. Sam it. He's, got, he's obviously got a bit of talent about yeah. him. He's good going forward. Everyone knows he can kick a ball. He can kick a ball. He can cross it. He, did, yeah. he had a 10 minute good spell. That, oh, that, that, that little word. Uh, right, starting right back for the rest of the season. That, that cross into Saldado. Oh, what? And I was like, oh, hello, John. Get him in there. Get him in there. Oh, yeah, I tell you what, Dreaches, <laughs> fans player of the year. Right year back. From right back. I reckon the further you get him away from our own goal, the better. Well, so exactly. if, we, if we play him like as a Tranquatista, he'd be fucking amazing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but good. Ricky, thank you. No one knows what that is unless you play football manager. And that's pretty much everyone. <laughs> but there is no such thing as a Trek or Tista. What's the other one you say as well? False nine. Regista. Regista. Oh, Regista. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a Regista is someone like uh, Carrick, right? Like, well, I'd, I would have used Piedlo, like a deep lane playmaker. Yeah. Like Modric. Controls the tempo. Mug. I was also <laughs> going to bring this up in the first half, that Ericsson dropping deeper, because Michael Laudrup actually said that he, he, he's never seen Ericsson becoming a number 10. He's always seen Ericsson as like a number 8 who sits deeper and controls the game from, from, so this from is, further back. This is the Michael Laudrup that we should have made manager <laughs> instead of Pochettino. Well, we would have been good for like one se- he's, he's He's notorious for having one good season everywhere. Okay, fair enough. He did it. Uh, he, he didn't he, poch he, like that, though. Laudrup was manager of Qatafi when they beat us. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was. Shit. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
Fuck it. Um, <laughs> I've got nothing else to say about this. We was going to go on to the, in my opinion, utter bollocks. What, IT. shy TK? I, a shy TK. Do you know what? There was, we put it on the running order about ITK and... Um, that's my lighter, you prick. That's my lighter. <laughs> no, it ain't. It's mine. It's great. Oh, but fuck. We're recording you, Marty. That's You're the ITK, and I've always hated it. I've hated it since yeah. the internet has begun, and ITK people have seemed to exist. And they're people, essentially, they've got merit. They've, they've got skill. They write uh, believable facts, in inverted commas, based on the situation. So they predict things that could be possible. Although there was that... You know that, that thing that I'm talking about in terms of uh, Adibio? Yeah, that thing, yeah. Did, did that exist before... Did that come out before the game? I don't know, but what I was going to say, a mate of mine was in first class, and he was with um, the Spurs dentist. I think it was something... <laughs> and it's, it's, is that his Twitter handle? Oh, God, it's the new that's, one. That's to be a podcast. Oh, Spurs God. brain, Spurs dentist. Go, go on, anyway. go on. And he said that Adibio was injured. Right. And he said he, he, said he had proof that he well, was yeah, injured. Well, fake or something. <laughs> yeah. Well... And um, well, uh, Kabul had personal reasons why he couldn't play. Kind of, what, what, what my point was is that I heard this before the game even started, and I see the ITK come out later, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know. It all sounds a bit too perfect. It's a bit. Let it's me a take bit... It. Let, let's go. Let's go through this ITK. What 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 apparently has been said then? Um, I did. I, I've printed it out and lost it, so we can't do that. Well, okay, I, I can remember well, it. All right, you got it up. You got basically, there was a confrontation after the Stoke game between Adebayor and Kane. Most of the team sided with Kane, but Kabul and a couple of others didn't. Kabul then went to the manager to voice the squad opinion on Kane and, and his supporters. Snake. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was clear to Pochettino that Adebayor, Lennon and Kabul did not speak for the rest of the squad. So basically there was a big schism of like the, <laughs> of Kane and the rest of them, and then Kabul, um, Adebayor and Lennon. And if, um, These are the most senior players in the squad as well. But times need to change, and if, if Pochettino's siding with Kane, then just to be honest with you, he's got my support. Well, the only one out of those three who played was Lennon. He, he came on and did really well. I liked his <coughs> black boots, by the way. They're saying he only played because of Townsend injury. Uh, and he had... Uh, and, complete, ja- and Chadley's injury. And complete black boots. You see, there's no they're, pink they're, they're boots. They're in now. Are they? Yeah, well, yeah. they should be. It's like postmodern, isn't it? And the, the other thing, that Pochettino was uh, bitterly disappointed <laughs> that, ex- that half of the squad refused to do the extra work and then Adebayor and Lennon are refusing to accept the move. Yeah, I, I, I've heard something similar, that uh, the, the kind of the, the senior guys... Uh, Where'd you hear it? I, I heard it from... Um... <laughs> did you hear it, Rick? Where did I hear it? <laughs> I, I'll go into it. Go on. All right, I was on my train to work... And uh, I saw this guy, and he had a Spurs logo on his iPhone. And I said, <laughs> said "What do you do, mate?" And he said, "I'm the Spurs dentist." <laughs> That's all right. So, like, what, what you got for me? And then he just said straight away, "What?" Adibayo's got bad teeth. <laughs> and that's why he can't play. He's got juju. <laughs> He's got juju on his teeth. But, uh, no, I've, I've, I've heard the elder statesmen that don't don't, don't want to do. Uh, Double training sessions, and, and as they're doing it, they are actually saying it's, it's not paying off. And in game game time, while we're coming out 
a bit sleepy and not quick off the traps is because we're fucking knackered. I don't give a fuck. I don't look. You can't do anything about this ITK. No, no, I know. You can't do anything about that. You can't do anything about players coming out saying that. We can not give them double training. (laughs) 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 That that, that might be. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's true. That's true. You can't do that, but. you can do that, but um, what I'm saying is that as fans, we can't do anything about it. We can absorb this information and make it feel, make you know let it eat at you like a cancer, or you can just say it's nothing to do with me. I can't do anything about it. Well, we 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 can have an influence as the fans, uh, like he plays on the left, <laughs> don't double train, oh Pochettino. Hey. How wrong just were we? Just don't double train. How wrong? He doesn't play on the left. He's, a, he's one of the best inside forwards in the world. He doesn't play on the left. He's brilliant at what he does. Bell just, is, let him do, just let him do what he wants, really. The thing is, if a professional footballer isn't willing to, to do two uh, training sessions a day, then what the fuck? It's all they've got to do all day is, is play football and train. It's such a piss-easy job, isn't it? Jesus know? Christ. Any it ain't, can, it's not an easy job. Any cunt can do it. Oh, Tea, Firstly, there's like 0.1 percent of uh, of men that can do this job. Secondly, doing it in front of <laughs> 30,000 people like us is is, is, uh, is among the worst. Mate, things they're I kicking could, a football around, man. Oh, Fuck that! I've shit myself at five aside. God knows what I'd be like in that. In that, I've seen it. Do you know what? <laughs> he never turns up on a Tuesday fighting cock five aside night. He shits himself so much. I had a bad injury in my. He nap. had a Lennon. He just passed out. It's in that the Lidica, changing room. Shut on the pitch, mate. <laughs> Go on, Flav. So one, one day I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you the, the ills of your wife. You no, know, you are you are pretty good. You're like a Steve Claridge, with, like with your hair all lank and wet and your your socks down. <laughs> I don't wear shin pads. I'm a man. You wear fucking. I you wear, wear shin pads. You, no, you don't wear normal shin pads. You wear the ones with the ankle protectors. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> from the 90s creative players get hit hard so I've got to protect myself I think Clarence has got the better haircut though to be fair fuck you anyway let's move on to the, the questions, questions. Um, oh, what are the questions the, oh God, you're, you're a fucking I'll tell you what when we wrote the running order Ricky sent a little message to the whatsapp group when I've had to, I've added some suggestions to the the, the, the thread the, uh, the running order thread and he was like, that's weird for Ricky. What, yeah. What's he doing? He looks at the suggestions, all things we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell. <laughs> Listen to the podcast, Ricky. You're a part of this. Yeah, no, nah, I'm all right with that, man. No, I'm fine. <laughs> well, then don't uh, make suggestions. Well, I can make suggestions. If they, if they get rejected, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> you asked him to. I did ask him. I don't ask him again. Is, is Paul Mitchell official at Tottenham now? No. no, no. Oh, okay. He's not even going to come fine. to us. Right, we we spent right. about 40 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about someone that isn't there then. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, Dean Warman uh, and his Twitter account is Dwalam. D Wallam. D Wallam. Um, he asks if, if a serial podcast is made involving the Fighting Cock team, which one of you is Dodgy J? What is a serial podcast? No, look, don't if, lie, if you haven't, you. if you don't no, know what no, it is, no, okay. no, no, oh, okay. for, 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 the for, for the listeners, no, if they if they haven't listened to it, then I can't be asked to explain and just ignore the next two minutes. Um, but who's basically who's the most shady person on this podcast? <laughs> I, I was I was gonna I, I was trying to think about who who would Jay would be, and I, I thought Spooky, but then I started thinking about who Hay Lee would be, and all I could think hey, of was Hay Lee is the murdered girl, right? All yeah. I could think of was Windy. So murdered girl. Windy would be Hayley. <laughs> Why? Just because, like, really he clever. Really, really, really can't see what's going to happen. Really petite, really athletic. I just thought it would be. I just thought it would be Windy. You just described Windy as petite. <laughs> I thought it'd it be, is quite petite. Because you were saying about. <laughs> 
his oriental looks when he <laughs> lay. That's not what I was getting at. I I what I That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. So who's Jay then? Um, the most dubious... The, Jay would be... Do you know, I was going to say Engineer Al, yeah. right? But he's the most honest man I've met. So that if he was going to do something, he would fess up and, and, and take... Do the bird. Fess up. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't allow one of us to go down for for murder. Um, so I'm gonna have to say spooky. Yeah, because there's, you, there's I'll, I'll that too. huge black holes in his his past that he can't account for. Yeah. I thought spooky as well. Yeah, he's a dodgy dodgy human being. <laughs> so full house. Uh, I, I would actually have gone for spooky as well. <laughs> Which is a little bit worrying. <laughs> that we've all agreed spooky is a snidey cunt. <laughs> when, when, when you meet him, nice guy. Yeah, yeah, nice guy, but there's something about shit. him. He's, he's hiding shit. He's hiding something. There's a rock, and he's look, you look under that rock. Nah, patio. And there's snakes under that rock. Under <laughs> <laughs> that patio. Yeah. Nice. All right, that's your uh, your question answered, Dean. Thank you very much. Um... O'Grime or O'Greasy, as I call him. He doesn't know that. But every time I see his Twitter handle, I think O'Greasy. Uh, he says, uh, would you rather spend a day shopping with Sol Campbell and you have to carry his bags or one year with, on an island with a thousand gooners? Oh, oh fuck I'd, me. I'd have, to go, I'd have to go for Judas and it really hurts. I'd have to, because it's just one day, not a whole year, just one day. I would say. You, you have to add small caveats to this in the fact that you... Uh, that, um, You'd imagine that you have to watch football on that island with a thousand gooners. Because if it's just on the island, after about half hour or an hour or so, people would probably stop talking about football. Yeah. Well, I would. Maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> and there'd be no red wine or lattes or anything like that. So. <laughs> or, or any A4 printouts of um, Enough is Enough. Or uh, red chinos. Oh, uh, salmon or red chinos, man. If, you, if, you're listening to, if you're listening to this podcast and you wear them, stop. Yeah, it's just not, fucking stop. It's not on. Unless you're like some sort of millionaire. But then. You, no, 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 no. No, burn them, burn them. Yeah, but you burn don't have to give a fuck about what anyone's opinion is. You're Tell a millionaire. What? what are you going to do? Tweet us a picture of a burned pair of salmon chinos just to show me the commitment. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh, God, that would be. Tweet the fighting cock. If you have a pair of salmon chinos. I love, love the shirt. If you have a pair of salmon chinos, tweet us of you burning them. Uh, yeah. And before we say burning them, make sure your legs are not inside them. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. To be fair, if you wear, wear them regularly, then inside's yeah. inside <laughs> fine. And do it somewhere safe as well. Don't do it near like a Christmas tree or <laughs> shell suits or something like that. Some sort of homeless centre. <laughs> <laughs> or like something that's flammable. <laughs> Homeless people. Sorry, sorry. Let's answer the question before we fucking say anything else. Uh, any more homeless people are listening to the podcast? I apologise. <laughs> Fuck, that's horrible. It's rude. I've never said anything worse. <laughs> Let's not make a big deal you out of it. You have said a lot worse. Move, move I've on, said Sol Campbell for one day. I'm going to go with Sol Campbell because if we're shopping with him. Um, and you have to stick with him. You, you, there is so much abuse you can give him throughout the day. So no, I, but I, you can't. You're gonna be. Yeah, no, of course you fucking. You can. have to carry. You have to carry his bags, and you have to be. So, like, oh, mate, you really gonna fit in there, you fat cunt? <laughs> Don't take it back. No, he, he, you have to be his bitch for yeah, the day. Yeah, you have to carry his bags. That doesn't say be his bitch for the day. Oh, it's artistic license. He's only got 140 characters to ask this question. No, add, add a little bit of color. Right. But, yeah, so but I just got to say, if we finish above Arsenal this year, then I'm going to take the island with Arsenal fans. That, that's the stipulation that you can't add. You have to choose now. <laughs> oh, I know okay. that we can finish above Arsenal, and therefore I'll take the Desert Island. 
as long as it has sort of food and that, and I don't <laughs> want to actually have to fight for my. You'd have to eat meat though, because you're on an island. I mean, you're gonna have to kill food. Go to eat people. Could you imagine having to eat? Gooners. Because you're a vegetarian. Tainted me! <laughs> if, if, you cr- if you were there and there was no food and you were going to starve and it was either eat Arsenal fans or die, what would you do? Well, probably just die. Uh, no, I'd eat them. Yeah? I'd eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Absolutely no problem. All right, uh, l- another question from Skeelington, or Toby Skills on Twitter. He says, uh, Harry Kane gets ca- uh, caught short and knocks on your front door to use the lav. How does the next five minutes unfold? Finger his arsehole <laughs> while he pisses. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that, that was way out of the blue. <laughs> Again, team, what were you I thought, doing? I thought about this. <laughs> but I assume that you needed number two. <laughs> no, so this is a man. All right, fair enough. Um, that wouldn't happen, T, because could you imagine that he, he, the minute you put his, your finger up Harry Kane's arsehole, he would react quite violently yeah. and forget all of the affiliations with Tottenham. He won't look and go, oh, you're Spurs, it's all right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, OK? My serious answer is just, I'll, just, I'll just be, like, hugging him. You know when you hug someone from behind? Mm. While he's peeing, I'll be hugging him from behind. Yeah, he's, so if you want to carry on peeing, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go, yeah. you're saying. Why, why are you assuming that he's peeing? He might need to pee. Sit on his lap or something. I'll just hold his hand. So, you know, if, 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 if you want to force it out, I squeeze my hand. Take my ring off, obviously. So don't hurt my hand. But yeah, no, use my hand as like, uh, you know, uh, leverage. I would get him inside the house. Say, yeah, of course you can, Harry. Here's the toilet, and as I lead him in there, quickly slip the ball grow off, put it behind my back, go out the door, and say, go on, go for it, mate. Excuse me, you got you got you got it, now. <laughs> Uh, Harry, have you just come from the dentist because half your mouth has uh, been <laughs> anaesthetised? <laughs> no, it's just a That's Harry Kane's voice now, pretty much it. He looks apart though, Harry Kane now. He's got his hair slicked back and stuff. He looks apart. Someone told me in the pub when he was watching it yesterday that he he looks like he'd imagine me to look on pills. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's apparently what Harry Kane No, no, like. no, you don't look that handsome. <laughs> he doesn't, you mean. <laughs> Dickhead. You got anything to say, buddy? Well, I'll take him to my guest bathroom, which is clean. You got a guest bathroom? Is that a euphemism? Well, no, we got like you got two bathrooms, ensuite and then the the, the other one. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, on the podcast. I suppose you got fucking carpets. And we shit, only have yeah? poor people on the podcast. Turn the heating on in that. So I would take him to the guest bathroom and make sure the heating's on. There's toilet paper and everything. But as he's shitting, I would just knock on the door, whisper through the crack. Would you like a cup of tea or something like that? I'd make you feel at home. That's more creepy yeah. than what we're saying. No, at least we're honest what, about it. his asshole. Yeah, because you're being honest. You're getting involved. You're you thinking, like, I understand where you're coming from. I'm a Spurs player. He's a you're guest. a Spurs fan. You want to get involved with me. What would you're you saying ask? you're doing the creepy thing. He's a guest. You're getting from the ra- around the back. You're, you're trying to like blindside him. That's what you're trying to do. Do you want a cup of tea? He comes into my house. He's a uh, guest. And then I'll give him a cup of tea. A couple of biscuits. Don't blindside Harry Kane, all right? He likes it straight up. And then you see... Two weeks later, he comes on the podcast, and you guys would all be like, you know. Let's face it, he's not exactly a, he's not exactly great at speaking, though, is he? Must <laughs> <laughs> be all winter. He won't be able to articulate, articulate <laughs> anything. What, he, he's distressed. <laughs> Just start going. Ah! <laughs> what, what would you do then? No, no, I've got nothing else to add. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we've got to finish. That's why. And the final question, uh, getting back onto more serious matters, from at daily underscore hotspur. They might be trying to uh, replicate Hotspur-related. I don't know if that's true, but maybe not. He, he pointed me out to the scar spread whilst he was a Spurs fan sleeping. So, yeah, well done. What, Daily Hotspur? Yeah. 
He, he, he grassed you up, basically. Well, I didn't mind it. I wasn't upset about you it. You were sleeping in, in a room full of 200 people. Yeah, she took a picture of me. Who, the yeah, liver bird? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. The liver bird, isn't it? I sure enough, it. That's just not... All right, uh, the greatest Spurs goal you've ever seen live, with your own eyes. Uh, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I'm not going to go with the greatest. I'm going to go with one that really stuck with me and made me laugh... A hell of a lot, and that was uh, Paul Robinson's goal <laughs> against Watford. Oh, what? Yeah. That's I a special goal. That's I didn't actually, quality. I didn't actually see that uh, see that goal scored, and uh, my brother texted me and said, oh, the Spurs have just scored. And I was like, oh, yeah, who, who scored? He went, you'll never guess. And I went, Paul Robinson, <laughs> as a joke. He went, yeah. I was like, it was amazing. I don't, was it amazing or was it totally shit? Was it Foster? Foster? No, Foster. no, yeah, it was Foster, and, and uh, it, it was a bit of miscommunication. Anyone who hasn't seen was going to go go for it, and then he left it, and then the bounce caught it bounced out. once and went went in. But I loved what well, I still love Robbo well. so much, and seeing him score and then running towards Park Lane as well, and, like he just didn't know what to do. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. T, what you got? God. um... I need to think about this one. All right, Barty, what you got? Um, <laughs> mine is, um, I've got two. Klingsman against um, Sheffield Wednesday at my first home game at White Hart Lane. That was, in a, that was an away game. No, 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 that was the header. At home, he scored that oh, volley. Yeah. Barty, I was at that game as well. That was my first ever home Spurs game. And he celebrated by putting his hands up in the yeah, air and yeah. spinning around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, the yeah, orgasms. Yeah. That the was orga- incredible. That was the first time I ever orgasmed as a human being. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, why, why is my dick fizzy? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, what came close recently was the Rabona, because you're, not, you're never, ever going to see a goal like that again. Yeah, do you know what the, the thing when you ask these questions? It isn't like it's almost a bit taboo to to suggest a, a goal that was recent. But I'm going to go left field and pretty hipster and say Gordon Jury's goal against Brentford <laughs> in 90, 90, maybe ninety two. He joined after we won the FA Cup, Jury, yeah, he didn't did, he? Yeah. So maybe it was ninety two, ninety three. And he scored the um, the most. Um, we had the G Men up front. I thought that nickname was a bit weird. What was that? The G Men, Lineker. We had Lineker and Jury up front. I think that was for, that was for Gilzina and Greaves, wasn't it? No, but we reused it when we yeah. had Gary Lindeker and Gordon Jury. And I, just I don't remember that. I just remember the ginger flash that was uh, Gordon Jury. Probably the most... He was good for Chelsea. He wasn't too bad for them. And then he signed for Spurs. Anyway, he scored this great goal against Brentford. And I remember as a kid being in the Paxton. And, and this was a time when it was all standing in the Paxton. Actually, the, the top... There was two tiers in the Paxton. It wasn't as steep as it is now. Uh, the lower tier was standing and the, the second tier was, I think, wooden seats, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah? Yeah. And uh, there, between the two, there was literally like a 20-foot-wide concourse um, and I was coming out of having a piss <laughs> and looked across and Gordon Jury in a muddy, horrible pitch. It weren't like football is now. And I'm not even saying it was better then. It weren't. It was The football was god-awful. But Jury struck this ball and it weren't a night ball... It weren't some sort of... It was just mitre. white. Was it a mitre? It was a, it was a white ball with mitre <laughs> on the side. And size it, five. It size five. <laughs> flew into the net. And, and the fact that it got to the top corner was amazing enough. And, and, and everyone went absolutely mental. It was a time when you do go mental at home against a, uh, uh, scoring a goal against Brentford. It was amazing. <laughs> it stuck in my head forever. I've seen some amazing goals, but that was, that was, that was the one, I think. Danny Rose Arsenal. End of pod. <laughs> 
Amazing. Unbelievable. All right, that's it from the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you very much, Bardi, for coming down. So I got, I got, I'm in New York for the Chelsea game, and I, I've reached out to New York Spurs on Twitter, but I don't have that much of a following, so they they, they blank me. Oh. So New York Spurs, I want to come and watch the game with you guys. So, so what's happening in New York Spurs? You're mugging us off? You're mugging, You're mugging off. off the fighting cock? Is in that front of his pals. You're mugging him off in front of his pals? Bardi, what's your Twitter out? handle? Bardi TFC. Right. Don't make me reach out again. Don't make him do that. Don't make him mug himself off. Don't make me turn up there on my own. I want to yeah. be welcomed. You want to be fan, <laughs> like a fanfare? No. You're like a red carpet. I just want one person to say, oh, you, you turned up. Fuck him. Yeah. You're not, no, 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 fuck him. No, 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 yeah, that's going to work. When you win the Premier League, the Guard of Honour. It's <laughs> Bardi. Runs down. No, you, give, you. give him a tunnel of death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, back chains and stuff. <laughs> what, what school did you go to? Jesus Christ. Arms are school, man, you get me. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, buddy. And uh, uh, seriously, though, uh, New York Spurs, if you want to p- take him, treat him to a, 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 a beer, a beer uh, uh, while watching Spurs. O'Casey's, I think. He's going to be in. Is it O'Casey's? I think it's O'Casey's. We'll give you a massive shout out, and he'll talk all about it when he comes back on the next podcast. Uh, T. What? Thanks for coming down. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs> Ricky. I don't know when you're coming back on next. What? <laughs> oh, cheers. Sorry. It's, it, it's like the FBS again, I'm just woken up. Are you a bit drunk, Rick? No, no, I'm dying for a piss again. again. Yeah. Broken his seal. And I'm Flav. And again, if you can uh, pre-order the fanzine, it'd be massive, massively um, well-received by us on The Fighting Cock. Uh, you'll get a free bunch of stickers. And uh, you'll get a fanzine, which is amazing as well. And it's before Christmas, so... As I say, buy a, a lovely present for your family. Buy it. Um, there's also the, the... I don't know what, I can't... I'm so bored of saying what you can and can't get. Just T-shirts. T-shirts. Android app. Android app. Um, Apple app. Submit some articles. Oh, yeah, what, how do you do that? Um, editor at the Fighting Cock. .co.uk? Yeah, just sort out your spelling. I try not I try not forget to put your you can details also, at the end. We also have, like, a submission form on the website, which is www fightingcock.co.uk forward slash write we've published a few good articles recently but look it doesn't even matter if you're you know if you don't consider yourself a writer if you haven't actually does a little bit as long as you've got an opinion and you're able to articulate yourself it doesn't really matter Lovely. you can have whatever opinion you want fantastic and that's it for the Fighting Cock podcast thank you once again for downloading it thanks for listening yeah thanks for downloading it thanks for listening uh my brother Flav has got tits. My brother Flav has got big old titties. My brother Flav has got tits. My brother Flav has got big old titties. Yeah. Shake them for the fans, brother. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.